0: The Be A Part campaign this year is asking people to continue practicing safe physical distancing as society continues to cope with COVID-19, but it's also asking everyone to be a part of something bigger. And we hope that that means being a part of the work that we're doing here at Mental Health Association in Oklahoma. And during May's Mental Health Month, that might mean engaging with us on social media or participating in one of our virtual events. And to learn more about the opportunities to participate, go to mhaok.org forward slash be a part. Dance around in your underwear or your pajama pants or whatever you got on at home. And, and just for five minutes, like forget about it all. And not everything has to be super serious. So that would I think that would do everyone's heart a lot of good.
1: You're listening to the Mental Health Download from the nonprofit Mental Health Association, Oklahoma. I'm Matt Gleason, and today we have Andy Moore of the Let's Pod This podcast and the Let's Fix This org. And so just real quick, and I'm reading this off of the bio of a non-doc story that we're going to be talking uh, in depth about that Andy wrote. And so this is at the very bottom. So if you ever want (laughs) to read it, so it says, Andy Moore is the founder and executive director of Let's Fix This, a nonpartisan nonprofit organization that educates and equips all Oklahomans to engage with their government in meaningful ways. Unless the Capitol's is empty, he's also <laughs> a licensed professional counselor and is learning that working in politics is a lot like being a marriage counselor. He's also got a sweet baby daughter that was briefly on screen, and now she is not on camera, which bums me out because I love babies. And during this dark. And- And Tragic Time, seeing something so life-affirming made me happy. So, Andy, welcome to the Mental Health Download.
0: Thanks, Matt. Thanks for having me again. My daughter, Margot is almost two months old. And so during most of her life, she's been quarantined at home and has been a strong participant in a number of conference calls and Zoom meetings over the last couple of weeks.
1: Okay. So now let's get to why I wanted to talk to you and why I was again so excited to talk with you. So as as everybody knows as I mentioned before, Andy is a licensed professional counselor. And so he's a mental health professional. He is one of our homies as Mike Bros would would call him. And and nondoc.com is also an amazing partner and actually Trey, the gentleman who runs Nondoc, which is a nonprofit journalism outfit, he's actually trained in mental health first aid, I believe. And so, he has a big heart for for mental health. And so, we always appreciate him giving someone like Andy a wonderful platform like this. And so, the title of this story is, During the COVID-19 Crisis, Consider Your Mental Health. There's a link to it in the show notes. And so Andy just he really did a, a lovely job of kind of putting concise tips together in here. It's a wonderful story. The gist of the sort of intro is, you know, you you talk about during 9 11 when you were with mental, you know, with your clients as a mental health professional, you know, they hadn't necessarily lost friends and loved ones in that horrible tragedy. But That impact, the ripple effect had a profound impact on all of us. I mean, we're still... I still have a hard time wrapping my brain around that day. And then, you you know, you talk about how back then it was, you know, social media was just kind of coming, you know, it wasn't even it was barely there, you know, and now all these years later, we're just, we cannot avoid social media. We can't avoid the 24 hour news cycle. It's just, it's overwhelming this COVID-19 coverage. It is oftentimes it's, it's terrifying, honestly. And it's, I'm not sleeping well, you know, it's probably also, uh, you mentioned in here, I think if you drink a lot of coffee, maybe that's going to affect your, <laughs> that's going to affect your sleep as well. Cause I am like mainlining coffee right now. And I didn't, Sleep well last night, and I was like, "Huh." As my foot twitched, (laughs) it's like maybe I shouldn't drink as much coffee, sitting alone by myself because it's just it's a nervous thing. Like it's a mental health, it's a crutch, right? Just I'm, it's like oh, I need to be drinking coffee and to get my work done by myself and in my bedroom. And so there's wonderful, wonderful tips in here. So we're just I'm gonna have Andy. We're going to go through each of these subheads in here and I'm going to have Andy sort of paraphrase his own brilliant work. So, the the first subhead is you are not alone, right? And that is such a powerful message. It's, you know, it's something we tell the people we serve all the time. It's still what we tell people experiencing homelessness, especially right now when they're encampments and they feel so alone, so isolated, so forgotten. We do have street outreach workers who are, you know, they are Lysoling everything and they are figuring out, you know, they're, they're working with partners to, you know, the city of Tulsa is actually thinking about using drones to like help drop supplies into encampments. I mean, you know, and then the social media and the media has done a wonderful job of emphasizing that we are not alone, even though it feels like that. So Andy, I'm gonna let you explain your in your own words why people should feel not so alone. Yeah, I mean that's
0: I think you hit the nail on the head, Matt, that that we're not. And and it is I hope it is an affirming reality that this event, this historic event in human history is something that is being shared by human beings all around planet earth right and so whether you are in oklahoma city or tulsa or seattle or italy or china or whatever i mean literally every country on earth is going to be touched by this and everyone is struggling with the same situations right how do we we know that social distancing is maybe the primary key to helping this end quickly and to saving lives and so how do we human beings who are by nature, relational beings, how do we stuff that aside and, and do what's good for the, the betterment of society, even when it's hard. Right. And, and I think that struggle that we all feel to whatever degree, I mean, if, you know, I'm an extrovert, so maybe it hits me, I'll say differently, not necessarily any harder, but differently than someone who's a, an introvert, like my wife, that these things are all shared. And in that, whenever there's a shared experience, I believe it is something that can bring us closer together as as people that we we've shared something we've been through a shared trauma, if you will, that that makes us different. And hopefully it makes our societies operate differently as well.
1: I'm actually going to quote the quote directly from this, this piece and under the section, you are not alone. Andy wrote the key is to maintain mindfulness to practice being intentionally aware of ourselves our feelings and our actions and then to use that self-awareness to move toward healthier responses that's brilliant and when you talk about mindfulness I mean is that something do you meditate is that something you know or you do you, you practice mindfulness or anything like that
0: you know I'll be honest I not like I think I'm supposed to or right. like I want to right I mean that's yeah. if I'm being very human. Oh yeah. it's one of those things where I've read all the research. I know it's good for you. Whenever I've done it, it always feels good. Just like exercise and running. Like I'm wearing running clothes right now to try to psych myself out that I should go running, but I've been up for like eight hours and I haven't gone yet. So it's not looking <laughs> good. Um, but I think, you know, there are lots of ways to be mindful. And, and when I was writing uh, that piece for non-doc, I was thinking about just that self awareness, right? That I think for the fur the last couple of weeks, like the, we'll say the the first two weeks of direct impact of this epidemic, everyone was just trying to hold it together and get by, right? Like, how do I get my kids to shut up for ten minutes? How do I get up in the morning and get dressed and get everyone fed? And and you know, today I saw a bunch of people that. Like we're posting photos of the breakfast they made and they're like, I don't know why I'm making these giant breakfasts every day. And it's like because you're getting into a groove and you're realizing you're not just trying to get from point A to point B, but you've figured out that route. And now you can enjoy the journey a little bit. Uh, And I think the more that we are aware of what's going on in us, that puts us or at least points us towards a healthier response to the stress.
1: Yeah. Okay. next subhead. Boundaries are key. So I'm actually going to, I'm going to quote from you first, and then you can riff on that. So, you know, you talk about a great, a great exercise to help you establish healthy boundaries is to do a quick assessment of everything that goes in and comes out of your body. Inputs can range from how much coffee and alcohol you drink to how much time you dedicate to news, social media, or conversations with your friends outputs could be your physical activity level your feelings or even the tone of your voice both in person and online so pick it from there andy yeah when i
0: was doing private practice counseling uh, the bulk of my clients were couples married not married whatever and because i really i really believe that like relationships are like the the mortar that he that holds all of us together right like our society and and that space between us is like a to me, it's a holy space, right? And I think as I look at where we're at with this epidemic, I think it's pretty clear that if we're all going to be isolated, there is still a space between us and the other, right? The I and thou or whatever, you know, reference you want to use. And that can be between us and other people. It's also between us and ourselves. Like there's a way that we relate to ourselves and all the things in our world that make us us. And so whether it's the amount of coffee that we consume or alcohol or whatever else, you know, cookies. <laughs> I've had two of those three today already, right? And then and how we relate to all the information that's coming into us and all the all the outputs that's coming out of us, right? So like so, you know, for me I think about food, you know, beverages, information, music, sunlight like things that come in right the my conversations with my friends or with people online social media is a a huge part of my life and and that can definitely be something that can be good or bad or you can get too much of in a hurry right of the so and if i if i monitor that coming in and i monitor how it makes me feel how it the output you know how what my energy level is like my mood you know how if i'm feeling like going for a run or if I'm feeling like sitting around. And I think we often will see that relationship there. And the key to all of that is the boundaries that we establish. Now, I think most of us are familiar with the idea of having healthy boundaries in a relationship, right? There's a bajillion books and articles written on that. And most of them are good. It's a very real thing. Like, There's a healthy and unhealthy way to have a relationship with another person. I don't know that we often talk about the healthy and unhealthy relationship we have with ourselves and with the little aspects of our daily life that we forget about, right? And so whether it's, again, from the coffee you drink to, you know, are you brushing your teeth twice a day? Are you doing all the little things that you're supposed to that help life feel more normal and help you help give you the capacity to deal with this huge added stressor that has been thrust upon us. And what we're trying to do is, you know, reallocate our emotional resources in a way that provides for all the things that we need to provide for normally, and also gives us a, a cushion to to be there to respond and, and absorb this additional stressor
1: that's that's out there. You are. I feel like I'm in therapy right now, Andy. I, you, you have such a calming voice and you are so, I just, I appreciate you in many ways, Andy. Okay. And then to close out your piece here for doc, you talk about how it's okay to ask for help. And that is really hard for people. There are lots of barriers to that. So I'm going to I'm gonna plug my organization and then I'm gonna give it over to you to plug yours and ask because we need help too. Right, like our respective organizations, we need people donating. It is very essential to continuing our very valuable services for our state. So, it's okay to ask for help. Yes, so please ask for help from Mental Health Association Oklahoma. As you as many of you know, we're statewide, and so we have we have a website. It's mhaok.org. We have phone numbers. We have two phone numbers They go to the same place, but. If you're, if you're in the Tulsa area and you feel like you need to talk to someone with a 918 number, it's 918-585-1213. And then if you're in Oklahoma City and you want somebody with a 405 number, it's 405-943-3700. And you can also email us at info at mhaok.org. And we have a mental health professional available 835 five. Uh, Monday through Friday. Who's taking calls? We also are offering virtual support groups. You can find the schedule on our website. That has actually been a really big deal for us. I'm actually tomorrow. Al Jazeera English is going to talk to the Dr. Rebecca Hubbard, who oversees those virtual support groups. Because I guess we're innovative, which is fun, you know. And talking about it's okay to ask for help, you know. And I said there's barriers when we. I think the big silver lining here is asking for help is going to be now and, and going forward. Hopefully, it's easier because we're a very digital society and we like our anonymity, but we also like to be around people. And so, I think with these virtual support groups, you know, I know that I would be more willing to be a part of them because I can be in my living room or be in my bedroom sign in to zoom call and black out my image so nobody can see me but i can hear what other people are going through i can ask my questions and then i can disappear <laughs> you know and my introvert self feels comfortable and safe and uh, i think that's that's really big so yes mental health association oklahoma please donate so Andy also gives some amazing resources in here. You know, and this is really easy to remember, 211. Wherever you are in Oklahoma, dial 211 and you will be connected to an amazing resource that can help you navigate whatever problems that you're facing, whether you need to find food or have food delivered or however that's going to work, you know, all of these very unique situations that we're in. All that being said, Andy, you know, what what encouragement would you give to people to reach out for help
0: yeah so i think i mean you hit the, the some great local resources there and i think you know my aside from just trying to share those to make sure people know that they are available and that they're out there in our community i i also really encourage listeners to to ask for help and to reach out to the people in their life that they normally would talk to right And. You know, like maybe you have your coworker, friend at, at, at work that you see every day, and that's your person, right? That you talk to, your best friend, your mom, you know, your sister, cousin, whatever, um, whoever it is. Don't don't forget, like it's it's hard. It is so hard because we can't hang out with them in the way we used to. But that doesn't mean there's not ways to do it, right? And I mean, there are a plethora <laughs> of of video chat formats, right? You know, between Zoom and FaceTime and Skype and Microsoft Teams and a billion others, like there's there are ways to communicate. And so like one example is yesterday, I was kind of feeling something. And I was like, I think I miss people, right? Like, and so I decided that if I miss people, <laughs> Other people in my life probably miss people too. So let's just start calling them. And so I got a hold of my grandma, and I've heard that she Skypes with her sister in Texas. And so I got all that her thing figured out. And so I Skyped with her so that she could see me and our daughter in real time, which was the first time she had seen her. We hadn't done that yet because we kept thinking we'd go see her, and now we can't. And so here we so She's ninety, and she got to, you know, holler at my daughter through the <laughs> through the computer, and then after that, I used Facebook Messenger video to contact my mom because that's the thing she knows how to use, and then I skyped with my mother-in-law and my brother-in-law, and today I'm going to FaceTime with my sister, and just trying to set aside those five minutes or ten minutes to connect, so that people people that you trust that will let you decompress for a few minutes. Right. And that you can have that shared relationship. Like we said earlier, that you're not alone. It's okay to cry and to tell your friends, like, I'm not okay. Like this is hard. I don't know what to do. And they will say, I don't know what to do either. And you can say, okay, like (laughs) I'm not the only one feeling this way. Even if you know it, acting it out or, or, you know, doing it is always a little bit different I think. And so whatever that is, And then, I mean, I think the point of listing resources in an article is also the recognition that sometimes that we have feelings that we don't feel safe sharing with actual people we know, right? But for a lot of us, your mom or your sister or your coworkers or whatever aren't a safe place and you need to share things that you're even scared to say out loud to your spouse or your best friend. And for those, like, yeah, the, these resources, like the support groups that you guys are doing are tremendous. And I've heard from a number of people that they've been really helpful. Calling that suicide prevention hotline. Like, if, even if you don't, if you would say, I'm not suicidal, but you know, like you're really depressed, call. It's not like they're going to hang up on you and be like, no, call back when you're worse. No, no, call and talk to them. They're I used to be on the state suicide prevention council. I mean, our goal is to be there before we need to be there, right? Like we would love people to call before they're at the end of the rope. And I think, you know, anything you can do to help is a big deal. Including, I mean, here's a resource that people don't think of as a resource, but if you have an iPhone, there's a setting where you can set a timer limit for how long you're allowed to use social media apps each day. So you can say, Give me 15 minutes of twitter and then cut me off all day and like could you go in and change the setting yes but you won't right like you set this on purpose to hold yourself accountable and i have a number of friends that said hey listen like this has changed my life like it lets me still use it i'm not i'm not just trying to you know get off of facebook entirely but i can get on i can you know pick what time of day seems best And can I get my daily dose? And then it's okay to check out for a while. You don't have to be up on this. You don't have to know everything. It's impossible and it's not good for your brain or your heart.
1: Yeah. So you were doing lots of good things for both brains and hearts. So I want you to give you this platform to tell the listener how they can support everything that you are passionate about right now. Oh, sure. Well, thanks.
0: You know, I mean, honestly, like I'll plug a few things. One, if, Help out your neighbor, right? And if you don't know how to do it, donate to the food banks. They are helping thousands of neighbors every day and they need your support now more than ever. And so if you can donate to a local food bank, please do. If beyond that you have the resources and you're interested, please go to letsfixthisok.org and you can donate to us and, and learn more about our organization. You can go to F O I. Freedom of information, Oklahoma.org. You can donate to that organization. We would we would be very appreciative. I've as we've been recording, I've been getting text messages from board members with ideas for how we can put our resources to help explain things to people who that they haven't had to deal with before, right? Like the fact that the legislature is meeting and they're trying to cope with you know the this new scenario as well. Okay, well, how do we stay involved? How do we have a voice uh, how how do we make sure that our government is working for us in a time of social distancing and so we would we would love to have some additional resources to help share and and listeners can help
1: with that And you can listen to the Let's Pod This podcast anywhere you listen to podcasts. It is phenomenal, and that luckily there's not anything that that Apple can do to limit the amount of podcasts that you can listen to. (laughs) No, just (laughs) I'm I'm behind on my listening because I don't drive to work, and so uh, I'm trying to.
0: You know, yesterday I was doing some gardening and just put my earbuds in while I was uh, planting some vegetables, and so whatever it is that that gets you uh, that little dose that you need you can do it
1: All right. so as we do at the end of every podcast we ask the guest to give us a bit of wisdom Mm -hmm. and then close us out by saying go do good things so Andy take it away buddy gosh I don't know that I have any any wisdom we haven't already shared do something completely silly this has been a very serious podcast yeah that's true (laughs) (laughs)
0: you know I (laughs) I think what everyone should do is to take the next five minutes after listening to this podcast and listen to their favorite song. And well, I don't even care its your favorite song, listen to a song that makes you happy, right? Like for, for me, I'm a big Lizzo fan and I hadn't listened to her in a couple of weeks because I'd been at home. And so yesterday morning, I started it off by listening to Good As Hell while I made coffee and it was a great morning. So whatever that is for you listeners, put it on, dance around in your underwear or your pajama pants or whatever you got on at home. And, and just for five minutes, like forget about it all. And not everything has to be super serious. So that would, I think that would do everyone's heart a lot of good. And on that note, go do good things.